Welcome to the Newbie Gains Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Patrick, and I'm here to show you the ABCs of exercise and nutrition so you don't have to go in circles trying to figure it out by yourself ever again. Welcome back to the Newbie Gains Podcast with your boy, Coach Pat. And today's topic is five habits to create sustainable and productive morning routines. Now, here's the thing. I've lived a life where I've been successful in my fitness and business and in my relationships without a morning routine. And I've also lived a life where I've been successful in business, health, finances, relationships with a morning routine. No, no, I want to first preference by saying not one size fits all, just like a diet plan. Not keto doesn't work for everyone. It works for a minority. Okay. So when I tell you guys these habits, take what you can, substitute what you can, disregard what you want. Okay. It's not gospel. It's not a Bible. It's just two things. One, science-based features has shown that when you get good sleep, you are more productive in the morning. So I will tell you the science behind these morning rituals, and I'll also tell you the habits so you can create to actually put yourself into action. So who is this for? This is for people that can't have any consistency. These are for people that have dealt with an injury and are coming back from fitness and they want to build a routine to get them structured so they don't miss their workouts. This is for someone who's very disorganized. This is for someone that's always tired, lacks energy, and is a bad mood more often than not. This podcast is for you if you need more effective time management skills. Okay. Type in the chat box if this is you. If you're listening to this podcast, send me an Instagram DM. I'm Patrick Hong Fit and tell me about your morning routine that you have and what you're going to implement after listening to this podcast. Morning routines play a crucial role in promoting a healthy lifestyle. I'll give you an example. Take case A. Let's use Sarah Johnson, for example. Okay. Sarah Johnson been eating unhealthy her whole life, never went to the gym before. And she decides one day after being called fat by her old friends behind her back, she found out she starts crying. She's really upset. And then she's like, I'm over hiding behind food. I'm over hiding behind a TV screen. I'm over hiding behind these filters. I'm over hiding behind my big body. And she decided to reach out and ask for help. She goes to the gym. She signs up first day in. It was the worst day of her life. She walks out. Okay. She goes home, eats more, puts on more weight, and she doesn't know what to do. This person needs routine. It's not the gym. She doesn't need a gym membership. She just needs to get a small win in the morning. Okay. So if that resonates with you, I want you to know you can do this. If Sarah Johnson, who I just made up, can do it, you can do it. I've trained many Sarah Johnsons in my life. So I will give you the five habits and I'll give you a bonus. The first habit that you can create in a morning routine is having an early wake up time. Write that down. An early wake up time. So you might say, what's an early wake up time? Is it 3 a.m.? I can't do that. I'm not a morning person. 5 a.m.? Oh, that's like four hours early than I need to. 7 a.m.? I mean, okay. This is your early wake up time. Write this down. One hour before what you usually do. So if your normal wake up time is eight, wake up at seven. If your normal wake up time is five, wake up at four. There's no point going from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. just by listening to this. You're going to crash and burn and it's not going to be sustainable. So the scientific-based research shows that our bodies operate on circadian rhythms. I think we all know this. That's why we have jet lag when we travel. Body doesn't know what time it is and we get tired during the day. Okay, This is influenced by the natural light dark cycle. So obviously we know when the sun goes down, we start winding down naturally. Most normal human beings that don't work shift work, they go to sleep at a nighttime. It's normal. Okay. Waking up early helps synchronize these rhythms, optimizing energy levels and sleep quality. Okay. So the habit you want to make is setting it one hour earlier, your alarm, 
This way you can start creating a better routine when you wake up. Instead of just pressing snooze five times and then waking up, try my method of one alarm, you stand up. If you do that three days in a row, I guarantee you, you're going to break the habit of snooze. Cool. That's the first habit. Second habit, hydration. So what does the science say? After a nighttime sleep, the body is in a dehydrated state, dehydrated state. We know this, but we don't know this. When we wake up, we're hungry, angry or whatever. We're just dehydrated. If you didn't drink anything before you go to bed, then most likely you're dehydrated. And that's not even talking about the fact that you're dehydrated normally. You don't drink more than 1.5 liters of water. You barely drink two liters of water. You should drink at least two to three or four liters of water, depending how much you weigh. If you're 170 pounds, at least 2.5. If you're over 200 pounds, at least three liters, okay? Our body and our muscles hold more than 60% of water. So we need it. Okay, drinking water in the morning is a great habit to help rehydrate the body and kickstart our metabolism. More often than not, you're not actually hungry. You're just thirsty, okay? So what's the healthy habit? Begin your day with a glass of water to replenish fluids. Here's a little habit. Before you go to bed, have a bottle of water sitting next to your um, side bed table. Every time you wake up, the first thing you do when you wake, in, wake up is stand up because you're going to beat the alarm. You're going to shake off the little, I want to lie in bed for 10 minutes and then... Once you stand, drink some water, okay? That is that is the first thing. You win that, you win the rest of your day, okay? So that's habit number two. Habit number three, nutritious breakfast. Now, I spoke in my last coaching call with my next level students about how breakfast is overrated and there's no science that shows that it actually has a benefit to fat loss. But then again, science and humans, you know, they don't really correlate sometimes. You know, humans do things that defy science. We're a bit weird, you know? So having trained many different types of individuals with different cultures all around the world, I mean, the Dream Team Academy, in terms of countries, we train people from like 30 different countries, okay? From Japan to London to Zimbabwe to Tokyo to Brazil to Tasmania to Canberra to Manila to Dubai. We Every, every culture, every type of diet I've seen. Here's the thing. The reason why breakfast is important because culturally, there's a relationship that you have with food that is a certain way. Okay. I'm Chinese. So I'll talk about me. When I grew up, um, living in a Chinese household, we have to eat our food. That was like one thing that was like, it was mandatory. We must eat food. And usually it's a lot of rice, a lot of sauce, a lot of vegetables. And I hated the vegetables. And I especially hated the fact that I had to eat pig liver. I don't know why, but my dad thought it was a really cool thing to have pig liver on the table every night. And he looked at me and said, you have to eat this. He didn't tell me why. <laughs> Terrible salesperson. Didn't tell me why I have to eat this. He just said, it's good for you. And I'm like, well, as a rebellious kid, I don't want to do what's good. For <laughs> and this doesn't benefit me in any sort of fashion apart from I got to make my dad proud. So this pig liver was disgusting. Okay. So my relationship with vegetables was really terrible at the start. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because this, if you have a certain relation with food that is not positive, I promise you creating a breakfast routine is going to help you create your own relationship with food, not someone else's. All food choices tend to be emotional. Okay. So having um, a breakfast that has balance such as protein, fiber, and healthy fats, I'll give you an example. Eggs is a very popular breakfast. Why? You got healthy fats, you got a good source of protein. And it's really easy to make and it doesn't take longer than two, three minutes to whip up some scrambled eggs. Okay. Um, another easy to go breakfast is a smoothie. Another easy to go breakfast is oats, rice krispies, protein powder, blueberries, banana, really simple foods. This way you start looking at food like a source of fuel, not the enemy. Okay. That's habit number three. Habit number four, quality sleep. I love my sleep. I need my sleep. You know, 
I sometimes get into toxic productivity mode where I become a robot and I just work and work and work and work. And I become less compassionate, less empathetic, less tolerance for humans because I just work. And because of that, it affects my performance in my career. So I realize this. More work doesn't necessarily mean better results. So let me get my ass to bed and get a good seven hours of sleep minimum. I used to work um, long hours and I used to sleep five and a half hours a day. And I used to wear this like a badge of honor. Then when I look at all my mentors, I'm like, hmm, if they sleep less and I sleep less than them, then I could beat them because whoever works more wins. It doesn't really work like that. You know, your career, usually if you want to be successful, you have to work well with individuals. You have to be compassionate. You got to have relationships. You got to take your time. You got to be patient with people. Okay. More work doesn't push things forward sometimes. So what does the science say about sleep? A consistent and sufficient sleep routine is crucial for physical and mental health. Okay, A structured morning routine can contribute contribute to better sleeping patterns. So we talked about the first successful habit, which is early wake-up time. If you do that, you're going to get into a proper circadian rhythm where when you go to bed, you're probably going to have a nighttime ritual, which is maybe if you wake up at five, you want to go to bed at nine. Okay, So that way you get a good eight quality hours of sleep. If you want to get an Apple Watch or those Fitbits that can tell you your four different levels of sleep, your REM sleep, your deep sleep, your light sleep patterns, all of that, you might as well, you can do that. There's other devices like the Whoop. Um, I used to date a girl that had the Whoop and every morning was all about the Whoop. It was crazy. And um, here's one thing I'll say negative about those sleep watches. Uh, I noticed... And this didn't happen just from one case study. This happened from a few case studies. I knew some people that when they would wake up in the morning, if they got six hours of sleep, they'd be moody. They wouldn't even start the day. They would just be like, look at their, their watch and like, I'm, I'm moody today. I didn't get enough sleep. Like, how do you, what? what? What does that mean? You know, that doesn't make any sense. You can't just base the quality of sleep that you got from a watch and then dictate how you perform in the day. I mean, that's kind of childish, you know? So that's why I don't love those Apple watches or the Whoop when it tells you how good or how much sleep quality you have because you start judging yourself. And then when you start doing that, you start your day from a loss. <laughs> I did a bit of that as well. And I'm like, this is crazy. I'm a human and life is not as black and white. You don't just sleep at 10, wake up at five, sleep at 10, wake up at five for the rest of your life. Some days your child is going to cry more than usual. You know, for my mums out there, you guys, when you wake up, you're probably not waking up on your own accord, okay? For guys, maybe you're out really late partying with the boys and you want to be fit and healthy, but have it be sustainable. So I'm going on a rant about watches, basically. Having a consistent sleep schedule is going to help, but you don't have to marry the sleep schedule. That's what I'm trying to say. Just like a marriage, yings and yangs and a swings. You've got to be adaptable. Can't just be like, it's going to stay here and it has to be like this. No, but science does show when you get your good seven to eight hours of sleep, mental health does improve. Let's move on. Last habit, number five. I would say 90% of the Dream Team Academy needed to adopt this. Okay, so write this one down. Mindfulness or meditation? Mindfulness or meditation? You might think, eh, I don't want to do meditation. It's very whoopty. It's very la-la. It's very like, I ain't got time for meditation is what I hear most of the time. However, we have our nervous system, which consists of our parasympathetic nervous system. And our parasympathetic nervous system governs our flight and fight response. Our actual nervous, uh, nervous system needs to recover and repair and chill out. This will help decrease cortisol, which is our stress hormone. This will help us improve focus. Let's say you're fighting with your significant other. Can you focus on anything in that heated moment of time, you know, I don't know, someone didn't clean the dishes and that was like the last straw. 
it, it was just like the the straw that broke the camel's back. It was the one thing that's like, okay, that's it. And you just flip it. Can you focus on any task after that heated argument? Probably not. So in extreme circumstances, we want to do our best to decrease cortisol as much as we can. When we go to the gym, we do increase cortisol and we need both, but we need a balance. We need a balance of good stress and we want to get rid of negative stress. Okay. So what's the healthy habit habit that we can create? With mindfulness, you can do things like, you know, I spoke to Claire about this just recently. I spoke to Manon about this recently. A few students in the Dream Team Academy that were struggling with, you know, eating, emotional eating. When you practice mindfulness, you make better decisions. So you can journal, you can write what you're grateful for every morning. You can get some vitamin D, sunlight, natural sunlight. You can also meditate. Meditate. There's plenty of different apps you can go out there. When I used to meditate, I would just open up YouTube and just wrote five minutes meditation. Whatever came up and what I felt in that morning, I just did that. It can be guided. So guided meditation was when, I don't know, some guru starts talking to you about being calm, bliss, telling all the nice words that make everything just feel relaxed. Okay. Now, if you're not used to this and if you have elevated cortisol for a significant amount of time, you are going to find that meditation is going to be somewhat frustrating because you can't stop your thoughts. And one minute will feel like one hour. But just like my good friend, Ryan Holiday says, the obstacle is the way, which is a book, by the way. So I don't believe that if you have something come up that creates adversity, that you should run away from it. I think it's an opportunity for you to build some courage and do the goddamn thing. It's paid off. Look at you guys. You went to the gym. We started working out. You were a bit nervous about the squats. You do it. Now you're stronger than you've ever been. It pays off. Okay, stay inside, stay outside the comfort zone. Cool. Guys, the beautiful thing about mindfulness and meditation, it only takes 10 minutes a day. You know, what I've been doing a lot right now is the first thing upon wake up, I will read a chapter and the chapter is like literally one page of a book. Okay. And then I'll drink water. I'll take my supplements and that's my morning. I used to have like two hour long morning routines and now I'm like, it's 15 minutes and I'm good. I know people that take three hours to start their day, whatever. Okay, I have a nighttime ritual. I will read another chapter before I go to bed. My dreams have been absolutely wild after I created this ritual for myself. My dreams are like crazy. (laughs) But uh, I don't know, science does show that if you're dreaming, it means you're getting some deep sleep. So it's working. I play back to the time where I used to just play around with my phone and work. Like the last thing would be talking to clients before I go to bed. And then I realized I'd wake up stressed. That's not a dig at my clients. That's just, I'm always problem solving. And the last thing my brain needs to do before I go to bed is problem solve. Okay. So that's why I read. And that's my form of mindfulness. It could be different for you. Walking your dog is a sign of mindfulness. Getting in nature. Okay. It is not watching, keeping up with the Kardashians before you go to bed. It's not calling your best friend, talking about bullshit before you go to bed. It's Zen mode, whatever calms you down. So those are the five habits to practice for a sustainable and productive morning routine. Let me go over it. We got an early wake up time. We've got hydration. We've got a nutritious breakfast. We've got quality sleep and we have meditation slash mindfulness practices. I'll give you a little bonus. If you have a son, not a son, not a child, but if you have vitamin D in your country or in your city right now, find a way to visit it. I'm lucky in Dubai, it's always sunny. So I have no excuses. I get up in the morning and I try to do a 10 minute walk. If I don't get the 10 minute walk, I'll do a walk before I go to the gym, which is usually 11 in the morning. I'm good. I notice when I don't get sunlight and I just hit the gym, I am not 
as in tune with the workout, okay? There's something about vitamin D and sunlight that gets you feeling amazing. It feels like it's releasing serotonin. I feel like I'm releasing good hormones when I'm in the sun. That is why studies that show most people that are scientifically and medically depressed are the ones that live in countries where it's really cold and dark, aka Melbourne winter, aka Canada winter, aka New Zealand winter, gets freaking dark, okay? And there's no sun and it affects your mental health. That's why exercise is not optional. It's mandatory during this time. Secondly, something that else is mandatory if you don't have natural sunlight is vitamin D tablets. I take vitamin D tablets whether I have sun or not because I want to do whatever it takes to put me in a balanced mood every day. Not too high, not too low, just in the middle. I can operate. That's the best for me on operation, okay, when I'm in the middle. Cool. Spend time outdoors. That's it. Or sit down in your backyard, by the window, whatever it is. Incorporating all six of these habits into your morning routine or either two of them not only aligns with the scientific-based research, but it can also contribute to a very holistic approach to health and well-being, which you're all here for. You might think you're here to lose 10 kilograms. You might think you're here to build an hourglass figure. You might think you're here to build a pitch butt, but you're actually here to be healthy for the rest of your freaking life. I'm sure you want kids one day. And if you don't want kids, I'm sure you want to be with a significant other that values health. I'm sure that you want to make your parents proud because they have had diabetes and their parents have had diabetes. I'm sure you want to break the cycle and it stops with you. So why don't you adopt these rituals that can not just make you proud, but make everyone your loved ones, happy, proud, and you can actually share these lessons with them. You know, for me, I'm very fortunate that I found fitness when I was 15 because my whole family has health issues. You know, my uncle and my auntie passed away from an autoimmune system disease called lupus. My mom had lupus and I saw her go through it for 18 months. She lost her hair, she gained weight, she gained facial hair. I was distraught. Fitness wasn't my like positive outlet. It was the necessary outlet I had to combat the chronic stress that was going on in my life. I'm about to lose my mom. I already lost my dad. I am not going to lose my mom. And it makes me emotional thinking about it because if I lost my mom, then I got no dad. Like, what the fuck do I have left? And I'm like 28. So I'm not knowing how to navigate these emotions. If I didn't exercise through this period, I would have been stuck in hospital every day taking her there. And I wouldn't know how to be patient with the nurses. The amount of patients that I've built, just communicating with the nurses at the hospital is directly contributed to working out, okay? So health is wealth. And that is all for today's podcast. Five habits to create a sustainable and productive morning routine. I'll see you on the other side. Peace. Dream Team Academy. Hello. Let's see who's in here. We got Talaya, Janati, Laura. Leanne said, I'm very motivated right now. I can't stay, can't wait to start creating my morning routine. Dream Team Academy, comment below what of the six things that I listed, hydration, early wake, wake up routine, breakfast, quality sleep, mindfulness, or sun exposure, which one are you going to implement this week? Christmas is coming up and everyone, not you guys, because you guys, you guys are winning. 1% better mindset. You guys have the mindset. But when Christmas comes, everyone stops thinking about fitness. It's all about just celebrating and not realizing your health is still important. That's why a lot of people start January. News resolution. You don't need a news resolution, Dream Team Academy. You do not need one. You are the resolution now. Don't need to get ready if you stay ready. Okay, Laura, we don't have sun at all from October to 13th of February. Well, beautiful. So buy vitamin D tablets, okay? That's going to help. Absolutely best life ever. I appreciate you a lot. Leanne, you're amazing. Megan, 
Hydration is huge. I always jump into coffee. Yes. I drink a boatload of coffee. I will drink a boatload of water to sustain this coffee habit I have. Gotta stop the snooze. You snooze, you lose. Yep. Up my water and some extra vitamin D. Yes. Mindfulness, meditation, the hydration plus to wake up before in an hour. Yeah. Get your water bottle, put it beside your bed when you wake up. And before you go to bed, drink some water as well. Now you might have some trips to the toilet when you go to, when you wake up in the middle of the night, you pick your poison, I guess. Um, if you put sea salt or Himalayan salt in your water, you could train your bladder to keep the water in. Okay. I'm assuming, okay, that was not science, but at all, but I'm assuming more sodium you have, more water you hold. Maybe you don't go to the toilet as often when you go to bed. Someone correct me on that. Cool. Guys, we have a big week coming up. Okay. Next level coaching eight-week challenge is in week two. Um, we have the Advember challenge here. We have a Black Friday sale on Friday. We are about to move into 2024, the fittest version of you. I'm very excited to coach you guys through December because I know you guys are going to need it. How to navigate Christmas on a fitness journey. That is what I'm very excited about. That's December's thing. But this month is not over. This is no excuses month. Get your shit done. Build a resilient mindset so you move into next month in front, not from behind. That's all, guys. I'm out. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Newbie Gains podcast and hopefully you got some inspiration. If you did and you want to learn more on how me and my team can help you start getting fat loss results, DM me transform on IG and I'll send you more details.